Old fans of Golda Soccer Show, new fans of the Shuttlecock Sporting Hour, this is Carson Sestouli. I'm here to tell you, to announce, that this will be the last um, podcast, this will be the last file of the Shuttlecock Sporting Hour that you can download through the old Golda Soccer Show podcast subscription. From now on, you'll have to look up Shuttlecock, S-H-U-T-T-L-E-C-O-Q-U-E, Shuttlecock Sporting Hour, on iTunes, or otherwise go, and perhaps more easily, to sportinghour.blogspot.com. That's sportinghour.blogspot.com, from which site you will be able to subscribe to the new, improved radio show, The Shuttlecock Sporting Hour. Now enjoy episode three, in which the author, in which the authors, in which the authors bust a bucket. Congratulations, you are listening to the Shuttlecock Sporting Hour on KBPS Portland, a.k.a. KPSU Portland's College Radio. Evenings and weekends at 14.50 a.m. Citywide, 24 hours a day at www.kpsu.org and 98.1 FM on campus. Sporting Hour is the radio arm of the Shuttlecock Sporting Club, an organization dedicated to studying and promoting the value of leisure. Each week we explore the aesthetic possibilities of sport, play, games, contests, what have you. The Shuttlecock Sporting Hour is the official radio program of the New Enthusiast Movement. Information about the show, including out of here archived episodes and subscribe to the podcast, is available at sportinghour.blogspot.com. That's sportinghour.blogspot.com. And finally, you can email the show at thesportingclub at gmail.com. That's thesportingclub at gmail.com. Joining me in the studio today is fellow enthusiast Eamon Fitch. Eamon, how are you, sir? I'm great. You throw a lot of facts in there real fast. I got to say it. Good. That's the, this is a small print. Small, that fine that print. was a small print. Was that a 10? Yeah. We're a fact-based show, print. so it's good. We okay. got that all the way. Eamon, uh, how would you describe the show listening? How would you describe the show to someone listening for the first time? I would say it's like the memoirs of Justin Jamail. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Well, I also like to say that this show is, is about this show is about everything except reggae music. Right. We, we, have, a, uh, we have that taken care of with the hour before us yeah. here on 1450 AM. If you're just tuning in. Today is the Veterans Day edition of the show. We're Today on the show... We're, we're veterans. Yes, we are. We are veterans of... Not of any sort of... Uh, Radio. Certain, certain cultural wars, I think. Um, uh, today on the show, we'll have... We're going to have... It's a first. It's a radio first, and there probably won't be a radio second to follow it up. Although my seconds might call your seconds, Eamon, um, as we have some business to take care of. Right. Dawn tomorrow. Right. Diplomatic. Today we will feature... Uh, after the first break, a diplomatic meeting between representatives from the East and West Coast divisions of the New Enthusiast Movement. East uh, and West Coast of the United States. Of the United States. Uh, the New Enthusiast Movement, they've, they've developed independently of each other, but they're both vigorous and active in their own way. That'll feature Heather Crystal of the East Coast. New Hampshire. Of New Hampshire. But fame. she represents the whole... The whole eastern coast. C- the whole coast? The whole seaboard. Does that include Cuba? She's in talks with Cuba. Currently, okay. uh, and then we'll also have Tom Dixon, old Tom Dixon as he's known. Old, he's looking a little younger. Yeah, he's he got a haircut. A little better, got a haircut. Yeah, Tom Dixon of the of the magnanimous West Coast. Yeah, so there's, they're going to sit down and they're going to learn about each other's cultures. Yeah, is what they're going to do, and and it's going to be, if a tear comes to your eye during that, I won't be surprised. It's like when the gorilla with uh, Coco the gorilla had that doll, 
that it's gonna be similar to that. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the English language version of that. <laughs> it's gonna be what did we say? Khrushchev meeting Kennedy. Um, yeah, Biggie meeting Tupac. These sorts of things. Dunkin' Donuts meets the West Coast. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, uh, so and then so we'll have that. That'll be the first segment. After that, we'll we'll have a new new enthusiast week in review, in which we celebrate the enthusiastic from the week in sport. We'll get to get our. I'm, I'm really enthusiastic about last week, this whole week. This whole week in sport? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've noticed, and you have quite a few note cards there, Eamon, I see. Yeah, you notice that? Yeah, I do. I, I just switched to a new format of note-taking. You're looking to change things up a little bit. Yeah, they get a really, you can get, get through your notes pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, they smell nice. I think that's from, they're from the dollar store. Oh, yeah. But it might just because of the quality of ink I'm using. Okay, uh... So, so we, we've said that, we've said that, we've said that. All right, fine. Uh, what I'd like to do first, before we get to those features, Eamon, is take some cards. time to uh, get, get some business out of the way, if right. that's all right. At first, I want to talk about some news, news in my life, news in your life. Okay. Um, I, I mentioned on last week's show, and I think that, it, th I think that this uh, affected a lot of people. I know it, it was affecting me, but today I got cable. You got cable. I got cable That's today. breaking news. That is breaking news. What time did you get the cable? Uh, not during the 12 to 2 slot I was promised. Yeah, that surprised you. I was a little surprised, yeah. uh, but I had nowhere to go. That's right. Uh, and Jarrett... You, you couldn't have gone anywhere if, even if you had. <laughs> no, right? I was uh, incapacitated right. in a number of ways. Uh, but it was good. Now, but Eamon, it, 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 I'm really happy. I got the Latino package. Do I speak Spanish? No. That's fine. Was, it was the cable installer, was he bilingual? Um, he, was, uh, he, he was bilingual, but his other language was not Spanish. <laughs> More on that later. It was the sixth romance language. Oh wow! Yeah, can you name the other five or the five? Uh, no, I couldn't. I could name maybe five, five languages. <laughs> Total. You want me to name the five romance languages? Well, I give a no, shot. No, well, no, well, that'll be maybe the, we'll do that for uh, next week. Because I know Romanian. Well, this is, this that's is a question one. I had. That's the hidden one. It, that's oh well, then you know them. Um, I had a question of etiquette though. Is uh, do you tip? Do you tip a cable man? Yeah, and and if so, how much? How much? And because I did this, he seemed it's he seemed taken aback. Is it is it improper to, is it improper to um, tip a man a cable man by putting the money right into his waistband? Yeah, it's that's inappropriate. You're making inappropriate jokes. Yeah, that aren't funny. No, no, but I did that. Oh, uh, what, what in his waistband of his pants? Yeah, the waistband of his pants. Was it elastic? It was. Uh, I mean, it might have been used. Was he portly? Was he a portly guy? Do you think he's going to be able to find the money? <laughs> I made it pretty clear. What? All right, this is ridiculous. Moving on. Moving on. So that's um, big news, though, because you got all, all kinds of channels, including Gold TV, or you have Fox Soccer for the time being. Yeah, Fox Soccer. At least Fox Sports on Espanol. And the new Blazer, the, or the new Comcast networks. So I do have that Blazer as well, yeah. I'm pretty excited about oh, that. If Callie, Break, if you're listening, news. is Callie excited about that? She's very excited. Callie, if you're excited about that, you should call in. No, please, actually, please, no one call in. However, uh, as I do mention, you can contact the show at thesportingclub at gmail.com. Uh, second piece of news is that I met and have now talked to, corresponded with Zach Dundas, who you might know as a freelance journalist. Uh, he wrote a couple weeks ago... So this is the personal news segment. It's a newsy news segment. Of, news of Carson. But it, it's important to the show and to the people listening. Zach Dundas right. uh, wrote a good article a couple weeks ago in the Willamette Week called, I think, Portland Inked, Why the World, Why the National Media, or something like this, is uh, is Humping Portland, in which he looks at and breaks down yeah, that's fine. Um, pretty well, uh, why, you know, 
exactly what he says he's doing. And also, he's a big soccer fan, big sports fan. I believe he's writing a book currently about um, <laughs> renegades. Sports. Eamon has just dumped his note cards. I think he's seeing the the awful. I got one left. <laughs> What's that say? It's it's for later in the show. Okay. Um, okay. So that was um, that was actual. That was personal news. Did you have any news, Eamon, that you needed to share briefly? Yeah, I picked up a copy of the Mount Hood Community College Advocate newspaper. Oh, you did? Yeah, some pretty good stuff in there. Uh, yeah, there's actually there's an article about me in it. Yeah, there's a full-page article about you mm. and some with two photographs. Some you full body great. shots. Yeah, no, you looked really great. Uh, uh, I know, I don't have any personal news. No, do you actually I'm have excited about it? watching soccer and basketball games at your house. Yes, you will do that, but do you have any uh, actual news? I think you were you were looking at the... <laughs> My only re- I got real news, but yeah. now I feel bad because I'm I'm actually gonna say some real news. Yeah, go for it. That's about part, sport, that's fine. That the MLS is well, they're planning to announce. They basically announced already that they're gonna give Seattle a MLS team, right? In 2000 to start playing 2009. Right, and the question I had for you, and I guess that they're unveiling the plans. What on Tuesday? It says on the MLS website. Yeah, that, shoot. Um, I mean, questions? is it just is it just the Sounders? Do the Sounders become an, an MLS? No, team? they haven't chosen a name yet. But is it the same organization? Uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't do much research. In that. I, I can get those. You can get what? Um, I'm going to get us back on track. <laughs> no, they've got an ownership group including uh, Vulcan Enterprises. You know, that's, uh, that's Paul Allen. Some Vulcans. And also, can you hear me? <laughs> no, it's um, all right. I think the world can hear you. Okay, that's good. Okay, um, so that's an actual piece of news. Also, uh, MLS World Cup. No, MLS. Well, it's Cup. news because we were hoping the, that the MLS would surprise everybody and and decide on Portland for an MLS team. But they didn't. No, they didn't. That's that's the news. As a Sorry, sports yeah. fan in Portland. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that sounds good. Uh, it sounds terrible, I guess, in that way. Um, we were going to do a. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh, the MLS Cup, right, will be played, I think it's the 18th of November. That will feature New England Revolution and the Houston Dynamo, am I correct in thinking? I've been following that. Okay. Well, uh, this, this news part is not very good. We'll have to... I we'll thought you had some real news. news part. You had some more MLS news. I saw a game. No, Rude Gullet got hired to... Uh, Rude Gullet has been hired by LA Galaxy to coach David Beckham, yeah. etc. Uh, Rude Gullet, if you don't know, was the man who invented the term sexy football. Liter- no, he did. That's not just one of your... No, he Jokes. really did invent the term sexy football. I know, that's what I was saying. Uh, and maybe they'll start playing sexy football on the... Uh, <laughs> on the uh, uh, there in Los Angeles. Fine. Uh, okay, uh, moving on. Pagelli of the last show, Eamon. Uh, Pagelli of the last show. Pagelli is Italian for report card. Used by Italian sporting papers. A shorthand means of assessing five. the players or team's performance. Just five. five. Just five. Is that, that's below average. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say five. Okay, five, yeah, five and a half is usually average. Getting some killer feedback from that last show. Though. We are, though. In fact, let's move on to that. We've gotten some emails, uh, some some good, some bad, some uh, something, something stolen, something new, something like that. Some, yeah, right. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Um, this is, uh, let's, do, let's do one. Well, first of all, one of them was Zach Dundas. He was listening to last week's show, and he said, did Eamon just say he supports England? It was sort of a real-time commentary. I told him you did because... Well, my father was born in England. I was raised supporting the team. Right. Um, I own, I, I possess dual citizenship between the United States and uh, the British Empire. Yeah, so that's fine then. Yeah. Um, but then I guess, I, I guess, and then he responded, well, I guess that makes it okay, marginally. 
I guess I just feel sorry for them more than anything else. Though 1966 was a huge year for them. Huge. Yeah, it was big. Yeah. It was like 1976, 77 was for Portland. What what happened in 70? Blazers? Championship. Championship. Championship season. Okay. Uh, fine. Also, we got a message on the blog, sportinghour.blogspot.com. We got a message from Frank. Frank Sleegers was a, was a fixture, incredibly important fixture, um, to the... Uh, Goal of the Soccer Show in Northampton. Right. That's true. And what he did was, he wrote us, he said, it's great to hear you guys again. I missed your voices. Now you're here again. I'm just listening to it right now. I'm very excited, enthusiastic, ecstatic, engaged, eclectic. Good, good. He's good. got a dictionary in English. Good, good. He does. Well, yeah, he only opened it to the E section. But Frank is Frank is excellent. Um, okay. Finally, 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 finally. Oh, we got an email. We got another one. Eamon, you got one right there. W- would you mind reading that? Briefly? Yeah, you know, I don't. I think it might be disingenuous to read this. It's from our biggest fan, um, Dave. His name's Dave. Uh, I, I guess we, we met him. We met him at a local establishment where we were watching what the Red Sox play in in some sporting event. Um, he's he was real cynical about the show. Kind of had a, I'd say he had a bad attitude. Whoa! He, he had a he had a motorcycle helmet. Well, I yeah no he had a motorcycle. I wouldn't say he had a bad attitude. I think that he had an attitude that we could expect a lot of people to have. That's true, and he, he kind of focused our energy in um, what turned into the first the first show, which was yeah, trying the to define first show really. But can you just say what he said in brief? No, I don't want to say I don't want to say it. It's it's kind of silly. It's really sweet. He's real sweet. Anyway, he said know. something. Really, no, that's what you're gonna tell him. I hand it over to you. you just say he's gonna say something. You want me to read that? We'll say briefly one one sentence from. Okay. Me. Well, he, I'll just summarize. He related our show to a Ken Burns documentary in which we're we're panning slowly in and out and across grainy black and white photographs of talk r- sports radio in and in, in elevating it. Sports radio to new levels of tran- tran- that's new transcendent levels. Yeah, that's a that's a summary. Yeah, that's a, that's a summary. That's sort of what I was looking for. So I really appreciate that, David. Yeah, that felt nice. We also got one from uh, Justin Jamail, who is a oh yeah, show, he was a goal of soccer show. Is listener. he back from Lebanon? No doubt. Uh, he is. He's here. He says, uh, "Dearest sports show, I'm writing in the damp of disappointment, so this should be taken with a measure of salt. But Eamon is bringing the show down." Mm-hmm. I refuse to listen to someone be bored on the radio. Listening to Eamon is like watching someone watch a fishing show. <laughs> At its worst, it's like watching someone watch someone else play a bass fishing video game. That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I didn't write after last week because I wanted to give the show a second week. I would celebrate improvement. Um, he says he liked, he liked the part uh, when I was talking about baseball, except the parts where Eamon was audibly bored. Wait, is that in response to last week's show? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember that a whole lot of that. I mean, the baseball parts. I was no, because you were not paying attention. I was very bored. Yeah, that's what happens. On well, I mean, that's we, instant feedback. You talk, talk about, about you want feedback all the time. That's instant feedback. Well, I don't, maybe, I'm, maybe. A, I'm a barometer for the for the public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the uh, PSI or whatever around here? Seventy six, seventy eight percent. It got seventy seventy eight percent. Yeah, it's oh, okay. Hot. Oh, it's pretty high. Yeah, we got a high PSI. Anyway, Justin, Sounds- thanks for writing in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, it's like uh, it's like anything. You get big, powerful, public, famous, famous person. People just they want to they want to tell you what you're doing wrong. Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe maybe we could come up with like a technique where you like you do something about the discussion. You know, and you add to it. You make it make it more yours. Oh, you know I mean? oh, you mean uh, okay? As opposed to just saying this, this I actually hate you. I hate this, Carson. And I hate you right now. No, see, I, you, Carson, I think that's a, a fantastic idea. I just can't talk about baseball. At yeah, all, I know. 
Period. Yeah, Especially not like the man the management side of things. It, it, it's more, difficult for you. Yeah, it's it's really hard. It's hard for me to talk. Period. You know, I have this gum gumball in my mouth <laughs> permanently. It's delicious. Okay, uh, let's take a break. We'll give Eamon a chance to clean up his note cards, which have uh, been scattered across the production room floor. Uh, we will invite Tom Dixon, old Tom Dixon, and Heather Crystal into the studio to have a East Coast, West Coast, I don't know, debate, um, whatever, whatever we're going to call it. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned. You are back to the Shuttlecock Sporting Hour. 
Everything's going fine, people. Don't worry about it. For one second. Um, you're now, we're now uh, going to be going through a segment here where we have in the studio representatives from both the East and the West Coast enthusiasm. We have, to my right, in the studio, Heather Crystal. Hi, Carson. Hi there. And we should have, hopefully, hopefully, Tom Dixon. Tom Dixon. Tom Dixon. Tom Dixon. Eamon Fitch. Eamon Fitch. Tom Dixon. <laughs> They've actually been shot. It's all right, though. Uh, no, we're going to invite them into the studio now. Tom, you're right there. All right. Um, this is a game. I don't know if this is a game. I don't know. I don't know how to describe this event. But I, what we're going to do is we're going to allow Tom and Heather a chance to get to know each other as sort of as leading members of their own respective movements. And it's going to be, it's going to be beautiful. Again, tears might be brought to people's eyes, but it's just going to be a time for to let them know, to learn about each other's cultures. Um, and I'd just like to introduce them briefly, if that's all right. Uh, Tom Dixon was born and raised in Portland, Oregon. As a boy, he frequently ran away from home. During his teen years, he became an anarchist, started drinking, and amused himself by shocking the local bourgeoisie with his shabby dress and long hair. Recently, he's occupied himself as an arms dealer and leader of the local chapter of the New Enthusiasm. Hello, Tom Dixon. How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you, Carson? Oh, we're do I'm, I'm doing very good. Uh, Heather Crystal was born and raised in Wolfboro, New Hampshire. She was five years old. She began taking tennis lessons from her father. By 1993, she had become the number one ranked 14 and under girl in the United States. Starting at age 20, she was number one in the world for five years. Though successful on all courts, it was on clay courts where, it, where Crystal was most dominant. In 2006, at 26 years old, Crystal announced that she was retiring from the game of tennis to pursue her other love, although she's not yet said what that love is. How are you doing, Heather Crystal? I'm doing really well. How okay, are you? I'm doing really well too. What I'm going to do is, Tom, I'm going to let you take my seat, and I'm just going to let you guys start. And uh, if I have to jump in to moderate if any fistfights or hugging bouts start to take place, I'll be there to make sure they stop. No heavy petting in this zone, <laughs> okay? Or petting of any sort. Uh, so uh, I guess we'll let um, Heather. I guess we'll let you fire the first volley. I don't know if you have any sort of ceremonial introductions that you yeah, ha have. Yeah. Well I, I just wanted to make one thing clear while, while Tom's um, getting situated um, and that I, I am Coco the gorilla and, and he is the doll. I've always uh, felt very comfortable in that position. Good. Excellent. Just, just be that comfortable. Um, so I guess, you know, I'm, I know that um, it's difficult to, to speak for a whole people. Um, but but you're you're gonna be doing that for us. Um, well, I'll try my best. Yeah, I think I think you'll be fine. Um, and and so if I'm asking sort of personal questions, um, just remember that they're not just about you, but they're you representing yeah, your I can, people. Yeah, I can make up a lot of stuff about people I don't know. Yeah, or or people you do know. Um, so my first question is, um, you're a piece of furniture. What piece of furniture are you? Well, this is a very good question. And first of all, my name is Tom Dixon. You're uh, listening here on uh, 1450 KPSU Radio. <laughs> are you dodging the question? Are you, no, a, are you I, a radio? I have uh, a, a little intro that I like to do. <laughs> if, you know, in case there's any hate mail, love mail out there, I want to direct it away from the show. 
And um, I'll, I'll give you my direct line. It's uh, MottNoxit at Hotmail. You got any mail? Repeat that again, please. That's MottNoxit, like my name backwards, with the X in there, at Hotmail.com. An extra X? Two extra Xs. Anyway, if I was a piece of furniture... No, you, you are a okay. piece of furniture. <laughs> what piece of furniture are you? Oh, I would definitely say um, a easy chair. Because I'm soft and supple, <laughs> like overstuffed leather. And I, I, I got some shiny knobs, like those little brass <laughs> buttons. <laughs> and also, I'm very well um, anchored with my uh, nice hard wooden um, feet. And, I, and and this is you representing the West Coast. Oh, most definitely. Which has wooden feet. Uh, yes. I'm that, learning a lot already. That's, that's very true. Yeah. There's a lot of wooden feet out here. There's also um, several tree-related myths as far as monsters go. I don't uh -huh. know if you've ever heard of monsters. On the East Coast? Yeah. Do you, do you have monsters on the East Coast? Um, I, I've heard that we have some monsters. Like who? Um, well, there's... There's the green monster. The green monster? Yeah. Sounds more like a color. Like than a, a monster. Well, it's there's there's an adjective and then a noun. <laughs> um, which maybe you don't have out here. I don't know. We we tend not to um, make clarifications. Yeah. You just you don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. There's not not a lot to worry about on the Do you want to ask coast. me a question? Oh, I'd love to ask you a question. Okay. As far as far as chipmunks and squirrels go, uh -huh. I've be always been more of a squirrel man. You you look like a squirrel man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in the woods. Yeah. Um, you it's, know, it's with, a nice with, tail with you with have. Trees. Mm -hmm. And I know chipmunks have uh, stripes on their on their back. To make them go faster. Oh, okay. But anyway, uh, I, I I don't mean to beat around the bush, but my question has nothing to do with squirrels or ch chipmunks. <laughs> It's more of a, uh, it's more of an altitude question. Yeah. I mean, you've been on the West Coast before, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Have you had a chance to look around, like outside a window? Um, you know, I I do a lot of looking inward, um, but occasionally. Oh, goody. Occasionally, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I've you know, I've been on the West Coast for my whole life. Spent maybe a few weeks on the on the East Coast. Uh huh. And one thing I've definitely noticed is there's a lot of hills on the East Coast. Yeah. And they call them mountains. Interesting. And on the West Coast, there's there's a lot of mountains. Yeah. So what's 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 the elevation limit? This is a fact question. I told you I wasn't going to ask any facts. Yeah. So, um, you know, as representative of the East Coast, how would you define a mountain not with no facts. You don't need to put any facts in there. Just I, I can give you a fact. Okay. I can give you the altitude of Mount Washington. Oh, yeah, I know that one. It's like 6,288. 6, something like that. <laughs> I did a little research. I boned up on my New Hampshire. You boned up on yes. New Hampshire? Uh -huh. We get that a lot. I, I would like to ask Tom, <laughs> I would ask you to stop boning up in the <laughs> control room. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep that under control. Anyway, 6,200, that's pretty good. It's great. It's a mountain I've climbed. It's a manageable mountain. Oh, you climbed yeah. Mount Washington. Right? Yeah, I was forced to in eighth grade. Oh, wow. So yeah. that must be a pretty easy climb. 
it um, it w- it would be. It's it's harder, you know, when you're traveling with about seventy five fourteen year olds. Oh, okay. Yeah, our whole team went. Um, but I just like to say that you know, as far as mountain goes, there's there's dignity. Mm-hmm. On, like, on the like, east coast, like that old man they got in the mountain out he f- there. He fell off. Uh, yeah, I heard about that in a dignified way. Like, it was his time, what? and he was like, it was "All right, his time." What like erosion? Yeah, they were holding him on with cables. Yeah, it's a little pathetic. Just let him go. And he went. He died with dignity. What I'm saying is, west West Coast mountains, it's it's a little gauche. What have you ever seen, <coughs> Mount Rushmore? <laughs> No. Mm, that's you've never seen Mount Rushmore. I mean, I've seen pictures. Oh, well, talk about a beautiful mountain. Yeah. Just springing out of the brook right there, you know, just boom. How how did that come up that one? How how did they come up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know the natives. I'm gonna ask you another question Good. now. Let's move on. Yeah. Um. What's your opinion on cryogenics? And uh, would you consider having yourself frozen? Um, not all of me. I I'm, I'm a donor on my on my license, uh-huh. so I gotta give up my eyes and the good organs first. But um, definitely like um, pieces of me, like as far as um, sperm goes, most definitely I'd be into that. Uh huh. Mainly because that's that's not really cryogenics though. Oh okay. I mean that's just you could just go to a sperm bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well then the, I don't think I'd want to be completely frozen if that's what you mean. You'd, you'd like to maybe just be refrigerated? Mm. No, no, not necessarily. I'd say, I would say, no, I'm going to nix the whole cryogenics thing. I want to be buried in um, room temperature earths, please. <laughs> okay. Is there, a, uh, is there a sort of a West Coast uh, policy on uh, cryogenics, uh, freezing death, uh, uh, what is it, death rituals, rituals of burial, burial rituals? Oh, uh-huh. Like, um, we have cowboys out here on the West. And, well, and they die all the time. They die all the time. They they're hard workers. Got to give it up, you know, for the cowboys. But I hear you just wrap them in white linen and bury them in uh, a foot of soil. Yeah, scented linen. No, they, mm, never, no. never heard of that. No, no. Oh, maybe that's just an East Coast. Thing. I think it is because I've been to the East Coast a lot, and I got a little. I, this, is, this feeds easily into my next question. Uh huh. Why is the East Coast so scented? <laughs> um. That, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Things are more fragrant there yeah. in you, a bad way, you, not in a subtle way. You've, you've heard of the smell of success? No. The, the sweet <laughs> smell of I success? Have, I have heard of that. Yeah, there's more of it on the East Coast. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that but... Interesting, most definitely, but it doesn't really answer my question. Well, I, I think it does. That's, well, it's not the smell I would uh, associate with success. Well, maybe sure. you haven't smelled it before. Does it smell like gaudy women? <laughs> Does it smell like garbage? Does it Do you have anything that doesn't start with G? Yeah, does it smell like golden oldies? <laughs> mm, I don't think so. I mean, yes, it does, a little bit. So, <laughs> so you're saying that, that the West Coast is, is scentless? Oh, no, I'd, I'd say um, as far as subtleties are concerned, the West Coast has the East Coast beat on that. On, in that area, most definitely, because it smells, it always smells clean, and you can't put your finger on it. You can't put your finger on it? No, it's you're, subtle. You're, you're sort of... Oh, am I beating around the bush again? No, I'll I think, that, I think that you're saying you live on an ineffable coast. Well, 
I suppose. Yeah. Although I will say, Tom, I've seen, actually, I've seen Tom try to F it before. Uh, <laughs> it was unsuccessful. <laughs> was it? Was it, Carson? Were you, did you, did you, do you have the videotape from that? <laughs> because I, I thought that was um, in my black box. Oh. Uh, do you want to ask another question? Or is it my turn? He's getting help it is, now from it, Eamon. It is my turn. Um, smallpox blankets. Mm, I've heard about those. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is that a true story? Uh, Have you ever you ever go down to the um, the homeless shelter, hand out some smallpox blankets? Um, I've I've gone down to the homeless shelter and, and picked up some smallpox blankets. No. Um, you know Carson was talking about smallpox blankets the other day, um, yesterday I think, and uh, he he was wondering if it would be aggressive of him to um, hand out smallpox blankets well, here, here in Portland. I, smallpox is hard to come by. I mean, you have to be, mm, I don't know if I can say this on the air, part of a terrorist cell <laughs> to, to get that kind of information. Yeah, also, I mean, so, are pe- people are vaccinated um, against smallpox now, right? Oh, I don't have a vaccine. We, and the you're West just, co- you're, you're Coast, relaxed we about it. We don't believe in vaccines. Yeah. I've heard of new That's progressive of you. HI vaccine. Uh-huh. Um that's the HI virus vaccine. Uh-huh. Didn't go over too well. So they're still they're still working on that. Okay. Well, you know, this is getting into some issues of parenting and you know like whether or not to vaccinate your children. And and I have a sort of parenting question for you. Okay. Um I'm, which is I'm listening. Okay, if you had a son mm. and you could only teach him one thing, mm. what would you teach him? Oh, well, I I would I would teach him. Maybe you do have a son. I don't know. Okay, well, I'll knock a couple off the. Yeah, if I had one son, <laughs> I would I would teach him um, how how to bake. <laughs> how to bake. How to how to bake. You said one thing. Baking yeah. is that's baking something. anything in particular. Yeah, delicious baked goods, <laughs> treats, desserts, and and tasty, sugary. Why would that be important? Well, so he could eat them and survive simple that's that's an interesting way to get at surviving you know well, if, you if make I a lot thinking, of friends if you know how to bake also yeah that, I, that's true i've had a little experience in baking and i i've got a lot of friends so is it coincidence <laughs> <laughs> you're making all kinds of connections yeah most definitely yeah i have another question for you is okay. that okay yeah no, that's good do you uh, do you feel connected at all with your with your native population, like your you know the natives, um, in- Indians, the uh, uh, Native Americans? No, I no, I don't. Do you do you ever see any uh, over there in New Hampshire? Um, not that I'm aware of. Uh, so you've kind of eradicated them. Um, I not mean, me personally. No, not you personally, but yeah. as far as the whole. Uh, you know, the, the East Coast is much older than the West Coast. Yeah, that's true. And so. You've gotten a lot of. You, I, I don't know if the West Coast can really, uh, you know, claim to have a completely um, clean slate. Oh, when it when it comes to you know. Oh, most definitely. We we've all been bad to. It's, it's true. Yeah, so so maybe this is an area where we can meet on common ground and and admit, you know, we've all we've all made some mistakes, which we regret. As far as the West Coast agreeing with the East Coast, yeah, that's true, most yeah. definitely. Um, actually, I have a, another question um, about 
about the East Coast and the West Coast. And, well, and this is this is another hypothetical, and I'm aware that I'm doing a lot of hypotheticals. No, but no, no. I haven't asked you one of my questions, one of my hypotheticals at all. Uh huh. So we'll, we'll get I'll get to that. Okay, okay. So for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you um, to to imagine that um, you are being chased by a person from the East Coast. Okay. Okay. I, I can I can see that. It may have happened once or twice All right. already, so I might... And, and now you're trying to hide on the West mm, Coast. Okay. What are three essential characteristics of a good hiding place in oh, that situation? Okay. Dark, <laughs> damp, and spooky. And, and that's because the East Coast is frightened of water? No, just because I, uh, I think that would be a, uh, a place most East Coast people wouldn't want to be. In, in a damp place? Well, is it, it going to be on the West Coast? Are, are they yeah, chasing me on yeah. the West Coast? Yeah, that's, I mean, come on, that's like a uh, pretty easy, uh, you know, hiding place. Somewhere it's scary. Well, where, where's a scary place in, in Portland? Oh, or what would be frightening? Specific? What would be frightening to a, a resident of the East Coast? Oh, well, um, um, Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. You want to hide in Bigfoot? <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You like that? Because, I mean, Bigfoot, Sasquatch is very frightening. He's very frightening. Yeah. You ever meet him? No. Well, I'm not going to climb to admit him either because I'm not crazy. Right. But I don't think this, this might not be the best hiding place for you then well, if, if you can't find him yourself. That, that may be true. I would like to ask um, that you each. Uh, 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 prepare, or sorry, you each ask one more question, and then we'll cut to a break. Okay. I think we've made progress, though. Mm-hmm. I just I just want to say. Do you feel as though you're starting to have an understanding of each other's cultures? Yes. Yes. Uh, do you want to ask the next question, or should I? I'll, I'll let you ask the next question. Oh, because you want the last word. No, I'll let you have the last word also. Okay. Um, how would you explain a symphony to a blind person? Oh, that is a tough question. Mm. Let's say it goes like this. Oh, he's blind, so I can't see. Mm. I would just say, listen, buddy. You know, listen up. Just listen up? Listen up. You're you're a man of few words. That is true. And maybe I don't represent the West Coast. Few few words and few worries. Oh, I'm not worried about a whole lot. Yeah. That's m- most definitely true. Yeah, you wandered out of here b- right before you were going to come on. Oh, I, I was getting, uh, you know, uh, cold feet or whatever. I I was feeling like I wasn't going to be up to the task. Yeah. But now, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, right. I, well, the task you have is to ask me another question. Oh, okay. One more, one more question. Yeah. As, as, as far as the uh, East Coast... The final question. Okay. Tupac Biggie. Mm. You know, what am I going to say? Is that the question? What are you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> Probably nothing else. Um, Ooh. Well, you got your last words in there, so that <laughs> sounds pretty good. I do want to thank our uh, dignitaries for coming on. I think that uh, we've recognized that there's still probably some work to be done <laughs> in, ter- in terms of <laughs> getting you to fully understand and I'd say appreciate each other's mm. cultures but um, most definitely uh, I feel as though we've learned something here and uh, I think we should maybe continue this at a later date if, uh, if you would both agree to that 
Can I can I do it from the East Coast? Most definitely. There we go. We have it. We're going to take a short break. We'll be on the backside with the Shuttlecock Sporting Hour. New Enthusiast Week in Review. Stay tuned. With the uh, Shuttlecock Sporting Hour, that's a little of uh, uh, little bust a bucket right there. That's a little tease. Portland Trailblazer, I'm, I'm pretty teased by it. Yeah, I'm pretty teased. So, what do you think of the d- the debate? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Debate did turn sort of turn into a debate. I was sort of hoping it would just be an occasion of two people get to know about each other, but uh, there was a lot of uh, sort of you know, some I don't know ill will. Yeah, some 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 steady steady stares, glares, gazes, oh, some glazes. Gazes. I was yeah, I was kind of impressed by the amount of uh, of of hand wringing on the part of the East Coast. Oh, oh, I see. You thought yeah. there was a little East Coast hand wringing. Yeah. Okay, I, that's a fair way to read it. Juice in the fingers. I don't know about juice. I didn't see any juice come out of uh, Heather Crystal. I, mean, I would be worried. I'd be worried. She's all, I mean, she's also a professional tennis player. So something to think about. That's true. I'm surprised she found time to come down into the basement with us. She uh, she said she was looking for a little lower layer. Is that what she said? Really? No. Oh. That's from Melville. I wouldn't have expected her to say something like that. Yeah, naturally. Being from uh, you are back with the Shellcock Sporting Hour. This is the New Enthusiast Week in Review, in which we celebrate the moments of sport that went to some, to some length, some distance to perfecting, uh, perfecting our souls. Just cleaned up our week a little bit. Yeah, clean it up. Spotless. Order it. Or maybe it's the good type of dirty. I don't know. Regardless, it's the nasty kind. Yeah. Um, this is what we usually go through. Have some moments, but Eamon, I, you got a lot of note cards there. Did you take care of that situation with your uh, note cards you dropped? Yeah, I got those all cleaned up. Thanks, Carson. Yeah, you were. I you reorganized them too, so I got a whole new show. I got a whole new, <laughs> a whole new show here. It's a different order. No, I got my new enthusiast card right here. Okay, what you, you got? What you got there? Brandon Roy. There, I said it. You That's it. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Just one. Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy. That's one word. It's one name. Yeah. You like that? B Roy. I call him that. B. Roy. Rookie of the Year. What do you got to say? A lot of people calling that. Were there any particular instances? Oh, last night's game. You see that? No, I didn't. I was. uh, Dallas Mavericks 
title contender at the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers made pretty... Uh, I mean, they made it look good. They were up by as much as 18 points, I think, in the fourth quarter. Brandon Roy scored 32 points. It's career high. Yeah. In 42 what, minutes. I think it was just 17 shots. Were nine, was it 9 to 10? Uh, it was or 11 four or to five, 17. 4 or 5 three-point shots? 5 of 6. And so that makes them now 3 of 3. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the big thing is, uh, I mean, maybe if, if anybody, if we have any repeat listeners, thank you, first of all. And also, last week's show, I was a little down the dumps, a little glum. Because, I'd say, because sorry, sorry, because. Because the Blazers had lost their opening three games. Yeah, but, but now. now they, they came back and they won three in a row um, at home, including, I mean, they beat the Hornets, who beat us by 20, and they came back, killed, came from behind. You watched that Grizzlies game with me, right, on Friday night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Come from behind victory. Yeah, and I would sort of like to say something about that. Now, of course, one of the things we—I think we have got enough support. I was real—I'm really excited by what um, David, by what David said, by what Zach Dundas said, even Jamail. Yeah, even even to know that that I I think that I also think Justin's comments were um, designed to especially get your hackles up. They're up. Yeah, I see them. They're huge. Whoa. They're huge. Yeah, they're, you got big heckles. Uh, the um, uh, so I like that. I like the people who are interacting with the show, enjoying the show. Um, but I think that we witnessed during that Memphis Grizzlies game a uh, a type of fan that we're trying to separate ourselves from. Right. There's a guy who just who came in probably the beginning of the third quarter. Yeah. Hanging out at the video the video lottery. Mm-hmm. Started. He, he did a lot of the words that we're not allowed to say on the air, for example. Yeah, he listed them. Yeah, he did in a, in a row, he, using them in context. So I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, each one of them. He actually he made a couple sentences, real sentences. Yeah, well, fragments maybe. Okay, fragments. I like fragments. Sentence fragments. We might have been a couple dangling modifiers, if mm-hmm. I was not mistaken. Yeah, a lot of M bars. Ooh, what well, the M bar? You know, I like the M bar. My favorite bar in Portland. Oh, and oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so what I would like to say about this guy though is that. Yeah, and it's not just him necessarily, but he represented a type. Just like we've seen David represented a type of person who might be skeptical about the sort of show we're trying to put together. This guy didn't have enough brain power to be skeptical about anything. Yeah, it didn't seem he was skeptical. At least at this point. I was skeptical about his ability to get home. I'll say that. But he looked at the TV. He's like, oh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, you know, he knew his name. He asked us how Marcus Aldridge was doing. LaMarcus, we said, all right. We said he's playing well. He's playing well. He was on a, on a way, en route to a 30-point night. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we were really necessarily looking to engage with this guy. No. He had a ring. He already had a ring. So I said, cool it, Carson. Yeah. Let's not engage this guy. Yeah, let's not engage him as a uh, as a group. I'm not even sure that group marriages are necessarily legal in Portland, been, Oregon. You, but you've been trying that a lot. I've been trying recently. recently. I proposed to a number of people simultaneously. Yeah, including my la- my lady friend. Your lady friend in front of me. My own lady friend. Well, that's understandable. Yeah, but it was not about it was not about like I wanted to just you know single her out. I wanted to. Uh, old Tom Dixon was there. He yeah, that's made, true. He had made a great salad. He, yeah, he was. He he makes a great salad. Yeah, he bakes it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you were listening to earlier. In he the only show. likes to bake. He's a real American. I know. I see that he's an old American from the western half. Yeah, there's a Dixon gr- Dixon family cemetery out there in Eastern Oregon. I understand his family came over on the trail. That's right, the trail, the Oregon Trail. Um, from my own experience this week, I saw a couple great things. Um, well, I want to point out two things: I w- uh, watching the New England Revolution versus the um, fire, versus the Chicago fire. Yeah, Showery Joseph had a pass, and apparently there's, there's been a, a 
a panegyric written to this past in the New York Times? Is yeah, that George Vasey, I think on Friday, maybe, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Noted the pass. Noted the pass, and he singled it out. Um, and this is a, it's funny because it's 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 funny how you can get a number of people to notice this sort of thing at once. Shari Joseph, what did he do? He put through Steve Ralston on goal from basically from his own thir- from his own third. Right. A nice pass, nice long through ball along along the ground with some low, uh, huh? Yeah, low, low on the ground. He had a, some velocity on it, some momentum. Mm-hmm. No inertia. Uh, no inertia. No, there was inertia. There was a little bit of inertia. Steve Ralston put it over for Twelman to put away, and that was the game-winning goal. So, but Joseph didn't even get the assist. There wasn't. Well, I think the way the MLS does it, technically, yes, he gets an assist for it. But th- I, I, oh. I think at this point, I think it, yeah, everyone realizes who is responsible for the goal. Right. But it's funny because this is the same thing that happened with. Um, well, I can name two instances with Randy Moss last week. We talked about that catch with the one hand. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you'd seen that or not. I didn't. You didn't. But. What's funny is that a day or two later, I was reading, and I, I recognized many instances in which people were like, that catch, you know, they were able to recognize that catch was important. Even though, not necessarily during, like, the, the program itself, I wouldn't say the sportscasters or the, you know, the commentators dwelled on it at no. any length. There's another occasion, too, where earlier this season, Frank Ribery playing for Bayern Munich, I told you the very next morning this thing that he did, that Frank Ribery did, where he was, he was actually by his own goal, and he was able to flick the ball in such a way that I, I made sure I told you. Yeah. But what's funny is that a couple of people on the uh, in the Talk Timbers, the, the Timbers, the Portland Timbers message board, mm-hmm. uh, one guy actually had made that his uh, his sort of signature, just a brief animation of that exact move. Really? Yeah, and it sort of... It the move it, itself, it wasn't, it wasn't a goal score. It wasn't a oh, goal not score. at all, no. In fact, he... But it, it led to a goal. Actually, not, not dissimilar from Joseph's. Right. But he, it started from his own, his own half, his own third, really. Um, and it's funny that uh, occasions like this, moments yeah. like this, where the pass... Which I noted, I marked down, circled, all this sort of thing. Um, that people recognize them, you know. And e- again, even though the commentators aren't saying anything about it, but people will recognize. Th- so the past, George Vesey, Vesey, however you say it, yeah, for the times, recognized this, decided to, you know, to make something of it, to to um, offer it out. Say, what, what exactly was the nature of his comments? Uh, I think his, uh, to to be perfectly honest with you, he just uses this as an intro to a story that he wrote about something, uh, you know, I can't even remember what the story's about. But it was, he was using Joseph's past as a demonstration of like how, of how soccer, football can be played, how it should be played, how quite often it's a pass like that in the MLS that, that can change a game because it's so unexpected and so out of the ordinary. And, uh, yeah, forgive me if I'm... That's misremembering fine. the article. That's fine. No, no, but that's fine. But again, that's, that's interesting to me, though, how as people can sort of rally around in this in this one move from a particular match can be something that it goes on to represent something. So I think he was taking it, he was looking at that as sort of an entree into discussing MLS at large in a larger context, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a sort of past two you wouldn't have seen in the MLS ten years ago. Prob- probably not. Yeah. Unless you're watching Wilmos Valderrama, Carlos Valderrama. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and another, oh, another thing, another moment, um, and I called you immediately after it happened, was during the Champions League match this past week between OM and FC Porto. Yeah. OM I like, of course, because my lady friend Callie had uh, spent some time outside Marseille, and uh, especially re- they had Ribéry and Nasri playing at the same time. Last season. Yeah, and that was a real treat, because Ribéry is fantastic. Uh, but I also, I've, um, I've, quite, I've begun to quite like Porto, in particular because of their winger, their wing player, Ricardo Caresma, who's, uh, who's fantastic. And usually it's Charisma who's uh, who's doing 
who's doing the uh, catching your attention. Yeah, who's provoking the enthusiastic. The enthusiastic. But in this case, it was a player, I believe a Turkish. I believe a Turkish striker named Tarek Sektui, who was uh, older, 30, 31 maybe. Yeah. Uh, he did a number of great things, including uh, he scored a goal that was disallowed by backheeling it. Uh, it was a backheel volley. They just said that's too sweet. That's yeah, too, too fresh. Sweet. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's what they said. Whoa. Humans can't do that. I think they said, hey, buddy boy. Yeah, they That's one of your big insults. That's really, that's when they get real tough. That's they when say they that. get real tough. But that was, yeah, so that to me was exceptional. But this goal that he scored, which, again, it's it's hard to describe, but he essentially had three defenders in front of them, and he made them all look like silly babies. Is that the best way to put it? No. Okay. What, what was the what was the way to put it? I don't know. He looked. He they looked like. Um, uh, well, how would how would Ray Hudson say it? They look like pecan trees made of stone. Uh, they're rooted to the spot like a ficus. Yeah, like a ficus. Like a ficus. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to say too, is uh, Zach Dundas, on his blog elevendevils.blogspot.com. Just kind of a lot of fun to read. Yeah, it is. He seems to have a similar eye for sport. That, yeah, I think so. That we promote. He, his eye at least caught out yeah. Ray Hudson. Yeah, it did. And he, he had the Ray Hudson quote of the week, which is referring to a certain Ronaldinho free kick, which I think snuck through the wall. Yeah, some magically Ronaldinho put it right where the hole in the wall opened up. Right, yeah. He referred to the kick as esoteric. Had all the flair. It looked like a 70s high school reunion. Yeah, that's not even how he sounds. Carson's making that voice up. Yeah, he's actually German. No, yeah. he's not. He's English. He's from, uh... Welsh? No. Northeast. He's from Newcastle. Right. Yeah. He played in the U.S. for a while. He did. I, I don't think he coached in the U.S. Coached in the yeah. U.S. Well, Eamon, uh, do you have anything to add, actually? No, Any that's, I mean, points? there's a lot that we, we could talk about in the last minute of the show that yeah. we're not going to. You want to so leave someone with a parting thought? No, I just, I wanted, wanted to leave you with the parting shot that OM came back and beat Lyon 2-1. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Luol Deng, two goals. One was a real cheap penalty. Luol Deng? Yeah. What about Mamadou Niang? No. Luol Deng was a... Uh, what? Niang? Mamadou What did Nyong? I say? You said Luol Deng. Who's that? He used to play small forward for Duke. Yeah, it's definitely him. <laughs> <laughs> Niang. Mamadou Niang. No, Deng. Definitely Deng. How do you spell it? I don't know. Spell Deng. <laughs> Take away a couple letters. Get Look, look up... Marseille's uh, lineup. Thank you very much for goals. listening to the Shuttlecock Sporting Hour on KBPS Portland, aka KPSU. Stay tuned for the Northern Line. Eamon? For Eamon Fitch? Yeah, that's. Thanks, Carson. I'm Carson Stooley. Thank you for listening. Let's do
KBPS Portland, KPSU, Portland's college radio station. Evenings and weekends at 14.50 a.m., on campus at 98.3 FM, and 24 hours a day at www.kpsu.org. If this is your idea of 80s music, you need therapy. Therapy of the radio kind. Join me, DJ Ferris, on Sing Blue Silver Mondays at 6 o'clock here on 1450 AM KPSU. The alternative side of the 80s. Everything from Stiff Little Fingers to The Cramps to Tom Waits to The Talking Heads. Sing Blue Silver Mondays at 6 o'clock here on 1450 AM KPSU. Freegate is a not-for-profit community organization that recycles used technology to provide computers, education, internet access, and job skills training to those in need in exchange for community service. Founded in February 2000, Freegate has recycled over 360 tons of electronic scrap and refurbished over 3,000 computer systems that are now in use by individuals and organizations in the Portland community. Freegate accepts computers and computer-related hardware in any condition. In some cases, they ask for a donation to cover processing costs. Free Geek is located between Southeast Market and Mill on 10th Avenue and is open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. For more information, call 503-232-9350 or go to freegeek.org. Oh, man, here I am on campus. It's raining. I'm bored. There's just nothing for me to do. Excuse me, did you just say you were bored? Yes, I did. Well, not anymore. We're heading down to the Viking Game Room. Sweet. Where is it? The Viking Game Room is located in the basement of Smith Memorial Student Union on the PSU campus. What do they offer? They offer endless hours of entertainment for low, low prices. Like what? How about six lanes of bowling? Oh, wow. Including the very elusive Cosmic Bowling. I love Cosmic Bowling. And with seven pool tables, you'll always find a way to shoot some stick. Have you ever played Xbox 360 yes. on a 10-foot high-definition screen? No. Well, you can now at the Viking Game Room. That's what I'm talking about. This all sounds incredible, but what happens if I get hungry or thirsty? Then just visit the snack bar on site and ready to deliver the tasty treats you need to keep partying all night long. Well, I think I'll do that. Go to gameroom.pdx.edu for more info on the Viking Game Room. <laughs> 